It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented today by BetQL.com. Listen, we got another ball game tonight. Bengals, Browns, week two starts tonight so take advantage of their best bets algorithm just like the best bets on the even money podcast and look at all the data they have for week two now that we actually have some data from this season plus they're all over the nba nhl mlb if you're into that you can get the betql app on your phone or you can head over to betql.com and enter code ross20 to get 20 percent off your first payment. This is the show that's so nice we do it twice. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, at Ross Tucker NFL on all the different social media platforms. Please follow, especially if you like press box food. We got a new YouTube page, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. If nothing else, it's cool to see the highlight clips from the various shows that you might not get a chance to listen to or watch. We're at Ross Tucker Pod on Twitter and Instagram. He's Joe Dolan. Uh, I was about to say former NFL offensive lineman. Definitely not. He's just no. Joe Dolan. Fun guy underscore Dolan. FG underscore Dolan. He is the master of all he oversees at fantasypoints.com. We do the show twice a week during the season. The early show that came out yesterday, that's a beast because that's all the 1 o'clock games and the Thursday nighter. Then this show is sort of the uh, the dessert, the cherry on top, the late games, and Monday night football. Late game slate starts with Washington at Arizona. And I'm telling you, Joe, I know they won, and I know they won by 10. I also know Washington is still not a good football team and not a very good team to have a lot of fantasy guys on. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, Ross, I do want to say this. No, I am not a former NFL player. However, have you has your name ever been chanted by the student section at Beaver Stadium? No. So when I covered the Penn State football team for the Daily Collegian back when I was in college, um, I'm 6'2", so I'm tall. Um, my buddy, uh, who was in the student section, managed to convince the people around him that I was a three-star tight end recruit. And he's like, let's get him to come to Penn State. So he goes, Joseph Dolan. And I was just covering the team for uh, for uh, for the for the paper. So the student section once did chant my name uh, at, at, at Beaver Stadium. <laughs> yeah. I love that story, Joe. <laughs> so I he did it. manage to do Joseph that. Joseph Dolan. I love how he said I was a three-star tight end. Dolan. <laughs> yeah. Three-star tight end recruit. That's what I was. Uh, but anyway, um, the reason I'm telling that story now is because you are 100% right. The team is not a good fantasy team. There are two guys you could consider here. Antonio Gibson was a disappointment in week one. You are holding him, but you are not starting him. Two guys to look at. Number one, you're playing Terry McLaurin, okay? I mentioned on yesterday's podcast that Washington scored 27 points, but every drive where they scored a point started in Philly territory. So that this offense was not good in week number one. Um, uh, you're, you're, you're holding Gibson. You're starting Terry McLaurin. Somebody to look at, though, to maybe pick up in week number uh, in a deeper league or look at for the future, tied for second in tight end targets in week one, 
was Logan Thomas, the former quarterback. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I mean, is he yep. a tight end one? N- not yet, but he had eight targets, and somebody's got to catch the football here. Um, I wouldn't. I think there is a, a chance he is a lower, low, 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 low end version of Darren Waller this year. Dude, looking at Arizona, I mean, first of all, Kyler Murray's so darn fun to watch run around. Secondly, even I didn't think DeAndre Hopkins would be that much of a beast right away for them. If for Arizona to be at its best, Kyler Murray needs to run more. And that's what he did because I I think hidden in all that, and and it was a great rushing performance, Ross, he, he averaged under six yards per pass attempt. He threw for just 230 yards on 40 attempts. And he has got to move because he is not a pocket passer. He has arm talent. He has a big-time arm, but he, he is so small. They have got to get him on the move, and that's exactly what they did. I enjoyed seeing that. You are absolutely playing Murray. You are absolutely playing DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, by the way, they have to get him on the move, too, because this Washington defensive front will feast. And you are playing Kenyon Drake, but there's really only three guys you can consider playing from them. At this stage, Christian Kirk, one catch for zero yards on five targets. He has been a major disappointment the last two years. Um, Next up, we got the Chiefs and the Chargers. Pretty disappointed in the Chargers offensively in Cincinnati, Joe. Uh, I just don't think Tyler... Uh, Tyrod Taylor is very good, and that that's the, that's the biggest problem here when you're when you're talking about them. And it really hurt uh, the fat. It really hurt uh, um, Keenan Allen, who had four catches on eight targets. He tried to get Mike Williams killed. Mike Williams is coming into this game with an injured shoulder, and Tyrod's throwing hospital balls the entire game. Um, Austin Eckler gets one target. Meanwhile, Anthony Lynn comes out and says it, after the game, "We don't win this game." without Joshua Kelly, the rookie running back. So I think they are going to have a backfield rotation. But if you have Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, and Eckler, the one thing you have to keep in mind is they're going to have to throw the football this week. They're playing Kansas City. They're not playing the rookie quarterback in Joe Burrow. They're playing Patrick Mahomes. They're going to have to throw it a little bit more. So I'd put Keenan Allen in your lineup. Don't panic yet on Austin Eckler. It's probably not the best week to use Joshua Kelly. Um, maybe you use Tyrod Taylor for DFS. I don't think he's very good, but I think they're, they, they're not going to have a choice but to have to throw the ball this week. Um, on the other side, the Chiefs. Anything stand out to you? I mean, obviously, Houston playing the two-safety look. A lot of teams might do that. Andy Reid showing the patience to just run him out of it and just keep giving the ball to my first-round pick. In the Fantasy Feast Redraft League, Clyde Edwards-Elaire. Uh, he's awesome. Uh, RB1, Patrick Mahomes, QB1, uh, Travis Kelsey, TE1, Tyreek Hill, wide receiver one. Um, I mean, those four guys are, are, are obviously in consideration. Um, on the lower end, maybe if you think Kansas City wins this game relatively easily, maybe you consider plugging in Daryl Williams. Um, anybody else... I think maybe you can consider Sammy Watkins, but I think a lot of people were disappointed with the usage of of Nicole Hardman in week one. He had one target. Um, it just not somebody you could consider using at this stage. Kansas City's a great fantasy team, but they're also an easy fantasy team because most of the guys that you have on your roster from Kansas City are b- belong in your lineup. Yeah, I was going to ask you your thoughts on Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, and yeah. some of these deeper leagues. Well, Robinson had a couple of drops, uh, including the one in the end zone, which I thought was a good play by the defender. So I'm I'm wondering if Hardman gets a little bit more work this week. But if I'm playing a secondary receiver from Kansas City, it is Sammy Watkins this week. 
Um, let's move on then to Baltimore and Houston. I thought Cleveland might be able to slow down Baltimore a little bit. All of training camp prepping for Lamar Jackson and what they do. Joe, it didn't happen. It didn't happen at all. Nope. Baltimore could have scored even more points. Patrick Ricard fumbled down near the goal line. I mean, it. And I thought Cleveland had a pretty good D-line. Lamar and, and the Ravens still carved them up. Yeah, so the, the Browns have uh, – excuse me, the Ravens have three main players you consider. You play Lamar Jackson every week, you play Mark Andrews every week, and you play Hollywood Brown, who was awesome in week one. You play those three guys every week. I think we're going to have to start looking at the backfield a little bit. Mark Ingram has 10 carries and does nothing with them. However, um, people are like, oh, is this J.K. Dobbins' backfield? I'm not sure. And the reason I'm not sure is they have they. This was not a competitive game against Cleveland. Mark Ingram could be getting veteran uh, veteran time off because they're like, well, hell, we're blowing this team out. Get J.K. in there. I want to see what he can do. Um, I still consider both Ingram and J.K. Dobbins flex plays at the running back position until we get a little bit more clarity it, with this team. I think this game against Houston is going to be more competitive than Cleveland gave them last week. Um, but uh, Ingram and Dobbins, I still think uh, we need a little bit more time with this before we decide which of these two guys is truly going to be the lead guy. How about that catch touchdown catch by Mark Andrews? Uh, he's really good. He's really good. Um, I mean, it was a great pick if you made that pick. I mean, he's just it, he's the guy Lamar Jackson looks for in the red zone. On the other side, Houston Texans, I, I must admit, Joe, I thought David Johnson looked light years better than he did last year. I don't know if he's back to Arizona, David Johnson, but he got the piano off his back, and he looked pretty good. I did. I agree. Um, uh, he had over 100 yards from scrimmage, and, and it was an efficient 100 yards from scrimmage because he did it on only 14 touches. So you do that on 14 touches, you got to be impressed with what he did. Um, he's got to be in your lineup as an RB, too. Deshaun Watson, look, it's a tough matchup, but you got to play him. I mean, you, you drafted him. He is at home, so you have to play Deshaun Watson. I'm in on Will Fuller. Um, 10, catch, uh, 10 targets, 8 receptions, but it is a much tougher matchup than he had last week against Kansas City. I'm probably ignoring the rest of the wide receivers here, though. Really disappointing debut from Brandon Cooks. I know he was dinged up. 2 for 20 on 5 targets. Randall Cobb, just 2 for 23. Um, I was disappointed in the rest of those receivers. This is really a three-man fantasy team right now, and they're three guys you probably need to play every week. Deshaun Watson, David Johnson, and Will Fuller. David Johnson especially, with Duke Johnson dinged up with an ankle injury. The Patriots are in Seattle to take on the Seahawks. The Patriots are four-point underdogs. The total for this game is 45 on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So if this is one of the games that you're thinking about betting or for fantasy purposes, DraftKings, how about this, Joe? They're giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team. That's right. Place a $1 bet on any team. And if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How can you pass that up? You can't. If you're new to DraftKings Sportsbook, Head to the app now to scout their latest offers. It is awesome. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easier for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week two, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. 
That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code Ross during sign-up. Limit time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey or PA only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Call 1-800-GAMBLER if you got a gambling problem. Um, Joe, is Cam Newton a league winner? Potentially. Um, and I, I mean, the fact of the matter is he carried the ball 15 times. He scored two touchdowns and they got nothing at receiver Ross. I mean, they're going to have to run the ball and Cam is going to have to be the catalyst. Like those receivers are just terrible. It's they need somebody to step up on the outside eventually. But right now, I mean, the only guy I even feel halfway decent about playing for the Patriots is Cam Newton. Uh, probably James White, too, but it was an ugly four-man backfield rotation with Sony Michelle Burkhead, J.J. Taylor, and White. White got dinged up. Nikhil Harry had five catches for 39 yards on six targets, so he's kind of maybe a, an end-of-bench guy. Um, and, of course, and of course, you have Julian Edelman there as well, so he, he's a wide receiver three. But, man, this is a nasty, ugly fantasy team, and I think the only real main beneficiary is Cam Newton and his rushing ability. It was clear that Josh McDaniels was having a lot of fun calling designed runs for Cam Newton. Um, so let's see what happens with this team going forward. But I think Sony Michelle and James White are like RB3s. I think Edelman's a wide receiver three, and Cam Newton is a guy you could consider starting every week with 75 rushing yards in week number one. Um. On the other side, Seattle, Joe. Yeah, Russell, yeah, Russell has, Wilson just played the game of his life. I mean, has it happened? I mean, is it is it official? Are they are they letting Russ cook? So I thought this was really fascinating, Russ, uh, because I uh, Seattle was winning this game from the get go. Okay, Seattle was up fourteen to three by the end of the first quarter. So normally, when you see that, you're like. Okay, this is Pete Carroll. He's going to not go into a shell, but they're going to run the ball and play conservative the rest of the way. They had 20 rush attempts as a team, three of them by Russell Wilson. I went back and looked. In every single game that the Seahawks have won by double digits in Pete Carroll's 11 seasons as the head coach there, this was the fewest rush attempts they had in the game, 20. They've never had fewer. So they truly did let Russ cook. Now, maybe that was matchup. Atlanta is abominable through the air. New England is better. DK Metcalf has a harder matchup. He's going to get Stefan Diggs, uh, Stefan Gilmore this week. But just keep that in mind. In a game, the Seahawks won by 13 points. Chris Carson had only six carries. He played under 50% of the snaps. And Russell Wilson threw 35 passes. So that was the fewest rush attempts by the Seahawks in a double digit, or excuse me, in a two score win. So nine points or greater, the fewest rush attempts the Seahawks have had in a, in a nine point or greater win in the entire Pete Carroll era. Wow. That's interesting. Um, and yet Chris Carson got the two receiving touchdowns. Yes, he did. So if you were to tell me going into this game, Chris Carson's going to have six carries. I'm like, uh Oh, we're in trouble. Of course he, he sets records. He tied a career high in catches. He set a career high in receiving yards and obviously set a career high in receiving touchdowns. He came into this game with only three career receiving touchdowns and he left it with five. So um, I don't know how much you can expect that, but um, I did point out in one of my columns at Fantasy Points last week that Joe Fan, who's covered the Seahawks for a number of years up there for NBC Sports Northwest, he did anticipate a more even split in this backfield. Carson played only 45% of the snaps in week one. Ooh, okay, that's a good nugget. Um, Monday Night Football, it's the New Orleans Saints 
at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Saints are going to be without Michael Thomas, Joe. He's got uh, that high ankle sprain. Who do I feel good about playing here for the Saints? Uh, Jared Cook, by the way, I think could be their de facto number one receiver. But it is high time you look at your league and see what Taysom Hill's eligibility is. And, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Taysom Hill got the first target of the season for the New Orleans Saints. He's going to play more with no Michael Thomas. I think you upgrade Emmanuel Sanders, even though he played fewer snaps and ran fewer routes than Traquan Smith. So Traquan Smith is somebody to look. He's never really put it together, but he's somebody to look at on the lower end. I really think this is Alvin Kamara's team right now, though. Um, Breeze did not look great to me in week one. Um, against the Raiders, young secondary, maybe you give them a shot. Um, obviously, it, the, the stadium in Vegas is indoor. I believe it's indoor. Um, either either that or it's one of those retractable situations. Um, so maybe you consider him this week, but I don't love him. Um, uh, it, it, any, I mean, not a great game for Drew Brees last week. So uh, this same offense, for me, it's kind of Kamara, Cook, and that's about it right now. Emmanuel Sanders, I'd probably throw in a lineup right now. Maybe you look at Traquan Smith in a lower level league, but they don't have great depth at receiver. I think Taysom Hill is going to play. Not looking great for Drew Brees. So if he's a running back or he's a tight, like you're putting Taysom Hill in line. I think, yeah, I think he's somebody who can be considered as a tight end. Um, I think he'll get pass attempts. I think he'll get targets. I think he'll get rush attempts. I think New Orleans, I think Sean Payton is going to game plan for the fact that he doesn't have Michael Thomas. And and I think that's going to involve Taysom Hill. Wow. Very interesting. The Raiders on the other side, uh, I thought it was an impressive performance by their O-line. Now, they're going against Carolina's defense, but yeah. still, impressive performance by the offensive line, and, and they moved the ball. Hallelujah. Josh Jacobs got six targets. The three touchdowns are great. The six targets are better because the six targets are more sustainable. Um, Josh Jacobs is a hammer RB1 right now. Um, all we've been asking is for him to get more involved in the passing game. Uh, get get Josh Jacobs in all of your lineups. Darren Waller led the team with eight targets. Uh, the, the Saints gave up a touchdown to O.J. Howard last week. Darren Waller's in your lineups. Henry Ruggs is probably a wide receiver three at this stage. I was impressed with him. He did leave the game for a little bit of time, though. I was disappointed in Brian Edwards only getting one target. And I think Derek Carr is a streamable quarterback this week. The New Orleans defense is pretty good. The guys I feel really good about in this game are Jacobs and Waller. Everybody else you should make a decision on. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was a great sign for Josh Jacobs. Yeah, wonderful sign. an absolute beast. Wonderful, wonderful sign for, for Josh Jacobs. I mean, I think he's one of the maybe five most talented backs in the entire in the entire league. I think you're one of the five most talented fantasy analysts, <laughs> Joseph Dolan. Joseph Dolan. I love that story. And and all the students looked at you and thought, yeah, it looks like a three-star. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, maybe maybe two-star they might have thought. I was like, I can't believe this guy's a three-star. But uh, <laughs> didn't I just see him at the, uh, at the Shandy Gaff last weekend, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so go ahead. Sign up for FantasyPoints.com for more from Joe with the code FEAST. You know about BetQL and the code ROSS20. And you know about DraftKings and the code ROSS. So we got you hooked up. Whether you want to play DFS or bet, information. I mean, we got you multiple sites, discounts, where you can get information. BetQL and FantasyPoints.com. And then utilize that information, DraftKings. That's what we're all about Helping you. Help us help you. Check him out everywhere on social at FG underscore Dolan.
but especially, of course, fantasypoints.com at, at Ross Tucker NFL. Now I'm stuffed. Dessert was delicious. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.